Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All righty, everybody. We've got a ton to get to today, so we'll try to fit it all in as we roll forward, how was your weekend, Dave Jennings? It was very, very good. We had some nice weather, did we not? Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Perfect for anything Perfect. you want to do. And today's another one of those. I know it. Uh, oh, it's so great. Not bad in your garage, though. No, it's perfect, actually, man. Feeling pretty darn good about that. All right. So high school football practice started today for some. And other, I think JCPS has to wait a couple more days, but I guess the private schools uh, can start. I know that Trinity and Sanex started today. Tried to rent a helicopter. My plan was kind of like the old days where Bob Dominey get on a chopper yo, yo. and then show up at all the high schools around the yes, state. Yes, I yes. wanted to do that today for practices. Yes. Couldn't swing it, couldn't get a sponsor. Yes. No, I saw the setup for the nation's best high school football team this year, the Trinity Rocks. Um, you heard me, nation's best high school football team. Again. Uh, they will be, uh, they've got 16 returning starters but who's counting um they had like the six feet in between each kid and then they did the temperature and the mask so gonna uh, be a lot of big holes for the running backs and i don't know what's going on so uh we'll they'll figure it out ohio state football players must sign a coronavirus waiver all of them did including their parents um it is basically saying look if you're going to play for us you have got to uh, do the things we tell you to do, which is quarantine when you're not at practice. Now, your your first inkling is to say, ah, they're trying to cover their butts. Yes. In case somebody gets on a ventilator, they don't want to pay. Right. They claim that it's a pledge Yes. to try to get everybody on the same page to yeah. do their best to halt the spread of this. It's not going to be really about liability. It's about the pledge. And right. it probably will be that because that would be a horrible way to try to recruit. If you send your parents somewhere, it's like, okay, so you're going to take care of their health care needs unless yeah. they get a virus and get on a ventilator. So they'll they'll pay for anything that happens. But the odds of 19-year-old kids going onto a ventilator with this are pretty uh, minute. Uh, so I, I was it begged the question we were talking about earlier of if your employer had asked you to do that, to, say, to sign a waiver, to promise you were quarantined, promise to do this and all that stuff, depending on the waiver wording, would you sign it? It depends on the wording, yeah. and I would have a lawyer friend look at it. Yeah, I mean, heck, if I was positive right now, and they said stay home for two weeks, like, yep. oh, I'll do my part. All right, yeah. If that's what you want. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to sign away them not taking care of me under the health insurance plan that we have. No, no, that's for sure. So that's, and that, that wouldn't happen, but yeah, I'd look it over, but no one's. Worried about me sacking quarterbacks or throwing for 5,000 yards this year. So no, no, no. It's no. not Drinking happening. 5,000 ounces of beer, maybe. That could be that could be done. In a year, do you think you drink 5,000 oh. ounces? Well, let's see. 12 ounces, right, is okay. one beer. Okay. So if you have 100 beers, you've had 1,200 ounces. 100 beers is only roughly four cases. Oh, geez, by February. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Elliot, our producer, is back today. 
so I hear you were playing a, an outdoor game of basketball. You were dunking right. on you were dunking on a couple mm-hmm. of guys, and you came down a little wrong on somebody else's ankle. And I, I heard he was on a beach, and he ran into a jet ski. <laughs> no, that was Lamar Jackson, and we'll talk <laughs> oh, about that later. How was your ankle, buddy? You busted it up pretty good. Oh yeah, busted up the ankle. Uh, we were planning for our weekend trip to the lake house. And me, my wife, and daughter, we were all buzzing around the house, getting things ready. I hastily came down our hardwood uh, stairs, the last three steps, in socks, and uh, biffed. And then half of me went down the steps, half of me stayed on the steps, and the part that stayed on got twisted the way it's not supposed to go. And that's I heard a loud pop, and I was down. So it wasn't that step that Phil Dunphy wanted to fix for years. So it wasn't a ligament. You broke a bone? Yeah, the outside ankle bone on the uh, fibula. Oh, my I, God, I guess it's Elliot. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. All right, so it it got swole. It got real swole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are oh you all God. stocked up on ibuprofen? <laughs> I got the ibuprofen. I got the codeine. I got the Tylenol extra strength. Oh, codeine. Tylenol all right, PM. All right. There we go. Mother Nature's there. goodness. Everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mother yes. Nature's goodness. I love it. Well, we were we were uh, praying for you, buddy, because that can, that can suck. Are you doing the boots or the little wheelie thingy? So here, because the office is so grand, I use the scooter huge. to get around the hallways, which has been fun. I've had some downtime just uh, right. peeling around the office in the scooter. Right. And I got the space boot, which is nice because it weighs uh, eight pounds and twists the ankle the wrong way. So I, I'm currently barefoot in the studio right now, ah. sticking up the place. Okay, These gotcha. injuries are never sexy. No. no. You know, it's, Teddy Bridgewater just moved kind of funny and almost ruined his career. Yeah. You want to say you're doing something exciting, saving kids from a burning building, <laughs> making a diving catch yeah. on a puppy. No. Coming yeah. down the stairs. What yeah. was the name of the ant? Remember the Eddie Murphy bit to where the ant falls down the stairs and my shoe at the end. It's when she said, every single year, ant. Oh, ant flow. God, what is her name? Oh, no, I can't. Well, you used to do the bit all the time. She always falls down the stairs every holiday. Your big ant. The ant that weighs a little bit too much has a thyroid issue. Oh, she falls down the stairs. Every Bertha. Year. Um, <laughs> Geraldine. Oh, now it's killing me. All right, I want to get a somebody on the know. show. Somebody right. on know. Uh, okay, attorneys acting on behalf of two current college athletes on Monday. That's today. A federal filed a federal antitrust lawsuit against the NCAA and the Power Five conferences. That could increase the tension and financial stake connected to athletes' ability to make money with their name, image, and likeness. Uh, as allowed under federal antitrust laws, the suit seeks to cover athletes who played in the past four years and carry forward through the date of the final judgment. Why just? Four. Uh, which includes a uh, piece of the television rights, I think, is is what the, the entire lawsuit says at the end. How do they propose to divvy this up? People that are at a at an Olympic sport that wouldn't have made them any money, they get some, I guess. Um, do the superstars that were probably getting paid anyway somehow, yeah. do they get some also? Yeah. Why just four years? Yeah. Why doesn't it go back five? Why um, not 25 years? I don't know. Um I called my lawyer that I have on retainer, uh, and he said he didn't think um, this would amount to much. He goes, but he goes, I haven't read it, so I don't know. Uh, what this says to me is that we are barreling towards college athletics when it comes to the Power Five will not look in not five years, but three years. This is another cut. It's the NCAA yes. death by a thousand cuts. Yes, that's exactly right. And this is barreling towards players 
are going to own their likeness, but it's also going to force what? The players are going to be deemed employees, and that means they can form a union, and that means you're going to have basically a players' union in the NCAA if if the NCAA even exists in the Power Five. And realistically, there's only a handful of people in each town that would make any money anyway, and we're going to change the whole system for that. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but sometimes timing just sucks. You want to go back four years and get money for people from a few years ago, that, that's wonderful. But why not 45 years ago? Yeah. You know, if you were born in 1925 and you played in the NFL into the 1950s and you made about $30,000, sucks that you weren't born in 1970 yeah. and were able to play into the 2000s and make about $20 million. I'm not going to retroactively go back and give you money. Sometimes timing just sucks. You can fix it moving forward, have a model that makes sense, but not obsessed about going back and giving people money under an old system. This is what happens when TV deals are built on something that really doesn't exist, like the, these these huge power broker deals at the ACC and the SEC and the Big Ten. When the Big Ten created the Big Ten Network, it was all downhill from there. When you're talking about a conference generating a billion dollars a year in just TV revenue for their, their Power 5 two sports, mostly football, when you go, go into that, what happens? Follow the money. Always follow the money, and people want a share of that. After At, at the beginning, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, we're getting all this nice stuff, private jets. We get our own little – have you ever seen the new lockers in some of these college football facilities? They, they put their shoulder pads in a certain spot in the locker room, and air flows through it for it to dry on the hot days when they're sweating right. so there's no smell and they're dry when the next time they put it on. I mean, they have iPads that are in each every locker room and their own television in each locker. It is crazy what they're spending these days. Well, and we're watching models fall apart. So you have COVID, so people are thinking, we can't bring back all of these staffs for these athletic departments. We yeah. can't pay them moving forward. Less people are going to games. Why at some point do they continue to figure on TV money going up and up and up and up? Yes. At some point, it's not. No, well, it's the, well at this point, for the last five, ten years, you know, I remember uh, Jurich telling me uh, they, were, they were paying $800,000 for a team to play him or whatever, and he goes, that will be chump change in a couple of years. And it is now. It's a million and a half bucks. A lot of, Some of these Division two schools that get paid to go play Alabama and LSU and all these other schools are getting paid a million and a half bucks. To take an L. To take a loss. But that, that's how they fund their athletic departments. That's right. They don't get big conference TV deals. That's right. So, again, I, when you start to generate that kind of dollars, when the University of Louisville is generating $100 million in just the athletic department. At some point, somebody wants a cut of that. And the players have been the last piece of the puzzle there to say, yeah, I think I'm going to get this. So what will this... I'm telling you, the NCAA as we know it in three seasons, in three seasons, will not look anything like we are today. It won't look like any of it like today. Okay, if, if they're going to be employees at some point, then they have to share the risk, don't they? Do you have to have a players' union representative go through the search committee to find a coach? Because you'll be paying a Charlie Strong or a Charlie Weiss or someone Why named not? Charlie. Uh, Brett Bielema from Arkansas is making about $12 million net to coach. Never Why understood not? the fascination with Brett Bielema or Steve Alford, for that matter. So, But are you going to say, look, you got to go to your student rep and say, you're not getting 5% of this because yes. we're paying this coach and that coach and that coach, mm-hmm. and TV money's down. Mm-hmm. Or is it like baseball? The players expect their full cut. 
I mean, it's going to get complicated. You want to be an employee, you got to share the risk too, right? Apart- are there going to be furloughs? Or are you going to say, oh, I'm sorry, 12 scholarship basketball players? we got 10 now. We can't afford 12 anymore. Part of the, we got 50 football. How about that? Part of the discussion is the soccer coach will coach the team for a third of that. You're giving him all this money because you think he's really good but or she is really good. Or reality, whatever else. But in reality, for a long time, the coach of the soccer team was a professor that actually played soccer and was pretty good, or you gave him a job as a teacher at the school. So he was a teacher and the soccer. We get these specialized lacrosse coaches making $300,000 a year when he would take 75000 It's to me, there are a the, lot of coaches yelling at their radios I don't, right now. I don't care because look, you you get into. Why are you paying them when they don't? They would work for much less because someone else will pay them a little more. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. And now look, what I'm saying is, it's going back that way. It will go back in that direction. That's what we're doing. Basketball. Once the second Power Five basketball says, we're not playing in your tournament. We are going to do our own tournament. The NCAA almost re- dissolves because now they have no budget because the only money they make is from the NCAA tournament, and that's three weeks in March. If they, if the Power Five said, we're done, we're going to throw our own party at the end of March, then the NCAA is over. Mark Embert, bye-bye. It's, it's, it will all change. I just think this is now barreling. When, when they have suggested it next season, they're going to try to do it. And now you've got this lawsuit. This is just another nail in the coffin for what we know as and what we loved growing up in the NCAA and we thought them as student-athletes. Um, I don't even think people care anymore. Um, no, they don't. Remember we got so upset about uh, Eric Bledsoe taking yeah. a math class out of turn? Yeah, no, people don't care. Who the heck cares? But back then they did. Back then oh, people I know. lost their minds. I mean, you had Pat Forty and a bunch of people writing articles of how this is the start of the end of Kentucky. This is what he did in Memphis. This is whatever. Now people would go, that wouldn't even be a Twitter thing for five seconds. I would love if Rick Pitino's biggest problem was somebody took home ec out of turn. <laughs> that would have been freaking awesome. But now, oh, it's nice to say that we're now all... Um, we're governors, scholars, and we have a 3.0 across the team. I- I'm glad you do because that's going to serve you well later in life. But as far as if my team wins a national championship with a 2.1 GPA, think I care about that GPA? Yeah, no. Nope. No one ever did. Not a bit. No one ever cared about the GPA. The NCAA did. That's why they put that APR in. And uh, and they were going to – was it UConn was the only team that ever had to skip the tournament because yeah, they, cause their grade point average kind of poetic, Kind of poetic justice, yeah, isn't really. it? But, but they got they got three championships doing it their way. You think they care? I think I got more than that, right? Is it four or five? Three with Calhoun. Um, oh, then, maybe it was the fourth one with Ollie. Yeah, Ollie got yeah. the fourth one, yeah. So, then uh, they got ridden out on the trolley. Yeah, that's four. Oh, no, you didn't. It rhymed. It's 50 cents in the bad joke, All right. Where, Where is, is it? it? Uh, Dwight, Dwight took it. House. He took it's it. Dwight's house. Uh, speaking of home ec, UK is now offering adulting 101 classes you for the summer. Got to be kidding. No. Uh, so you- taught by someone who probably has never had a real job. Okay. They got six degrees, have never been in the private sector, okay. probably still live on campus as, a, as an RA, are going to tell you how to be an adult. Uh, these are the topics that they're going to cover in this oh, summer. My word. Adult, adulting 101 classes. Get your mind right. Beyond ramen, <laughs> which would be cooking, I assume. I still do ramen noodles at lunch sometimes. Yeah. I like them. I wouldn't post that. That that's another part of oh. the class. 
Which uh, used to be known as don't drunk dial somebody. I, I love this. I love this. I love this. I, I do. I, I think it's. I think they should go a step further. I think college should be more of this anyway. Okay? Uh, That's what I, it's all good for. But you learn it on your own. You yeah. figure out how to do your laundry and take yes. care of yourself. Yes. And make schedules. That's what the whole point of college was. Figure out how yes. to do all that while getting hammered most days of the week. Yes. That's adulting. Yes. The yes. old-fashioned way. Right, right. Where can I find, and there was a guy I used to know in college, worked at Soap and Suds in Tallahassee. It yeah. was exactly what you thought. Draft beer and laundry machines. Yes, yes. By the time laundry was done, somebody come pick me up. I don't understand the color setting on the laundry, on the on the washing machine. That means I can just put any color in there, right? It should. Okay, here's the thing. Well, I, you have these commercials now, and there's these top-load, front-load glass yes. ones. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some guy will come down, forgot this sock. So he'll open up a little thing on the front, right. put it in, and then they'll, like hit extra sock. So I've got a basic washer and dryer, okay, yes, that have so basic settings. And it's been fine for like eight years. So mine goes... Let me knock on wood. You just said fine for eight years. So it goes... That's the agitator, right? right Washing yeah. stuff. So he puts a new sock in, it hits a button, and it goes. It's freaking washing your clothes. That's all it's doing. Or wait a minute, add a dress to it. Hit the button. Oh, that would have so ruined my socks. Do I? But here's my point. If you. I don't have to separate. Isn't white a color? So then, why do I have to separate the whites from uh, from the other clothes? Well, you might have pink T-shirts then if you have something new oh. and red. Oh, wash it cold. That'll minimize it Just, a little bit. If I put it on colors, does that mean it's cold water? It's well. You should have hot cold settings. Colors is probably cold. Yeah, it gets blood out and things better too. Do you do the extra spin to no, save your dryer some work? Just put it on regular. I got regular and I got minor settings. You pronounce it as regular. 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 Minor settings. You can go extra heavy. You can go regular. You can go small, medium, or large load. You can go low heat on the dryer or high heat on the dryer. That's about it, and it works. I always go large. And we are good to go. I always go large load. If you buy, no, you do. If you buy something new and it's of a dark color, don't okay. put it with your whites. Okay, okay, okay. Just separate them before you put okay. them in. Yeah, don't yeah. trust the machine. Right. And it's goo 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 goo. To figure out, wait a minute, the white sock's getting close to that that pink T-shirt. <laughs> okay, it's gone. Elliot, do you? That's do an extra. That's an extra two thousand dollars for that. Goo 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 goo. Adjuster. Do you do any of the laundry at home, Elliot? No, not at all. Especially yeah. now since our laundry's in the basement, and yeah. I'm not going to oh. go down the stairs too much. So you broke your ankle on purpose. Yeah, I, I tried. I offered to do the laundry, and then my wife just says, ends up going like, "No, nah, you can't do it right. Just let me do it." That is exactly the story in my house. Yep, Jackie will not allow me to uh, to, to do the laundry. She, I did it a couple of times. I guess it was a disaster. There was a sweater or two that she loved. And I didn't. And most, and some people thought I did it by design. I'm going to screw these really expensive sweaters up, and I won't be asked to do the laundry. My my stepson had his mom wrapped like that. Eventually, the room would get so bad, yeah, she would just clean it, yeah, because he's not going to do it the way she would want anyway. Yeah, guys know how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, mold is bad in a kid's room. Oh, we didn't let it get to that point. Oof. Jeez. Uh, but no, I'm with you. I she does all the laundry, and I love her for it. And I try to do it, or like I try to do my own, because I like to say, okay, well, I want to help a little bit. I'll do my own, and then she'll look at me and go, oh, did you just wash yours? 
And I go, well, yes, because I don't want to ruin yours. I'm trying to do whatever, but now I got in trouble for even Slippery trying. slope right there. there. Thank you. You you put in the cashmere sweater? Yes, yes. With your new red U of L shirt? Yes, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't win for trying. And then you put it in the dryer all the way? Can't win for trying. So here are some of the... You can ad- learn how to do it and do it right. Adulting 101 classes you should add. I think they should have... I think they should do this in high school. Mortgages. No one, even smart business people I know, don't quite understand the mortgage game, why your mortgage gets sold uh, a day or two after you sign a piece of paper in the bank that you get it, and like, oh, I went to Fifth Third or Republic Bank to get my loan, but when I got my payment a book, it was a different bank. Why is that? How do you understand a 15-year loan or a 30-year loan? Well, here's what the, to sell that class for this generation, you name it, mortgages, and how to avoid them until you're 40. Yeah, well. That would be the, the better class. Well, I think also every high school, because my son did it uh, his sophomore year, and it scared him so bad, I think he worked harder in his junior year to try to get better grades because he doesn't want college debt. They made him write an extensive paper, not a one-page thing, a huge paper on student loan debt. Right. And he was he was shocked. He was like, why would anyone do this? Like, And I was like, well, some people don't have a choice. Because they're having a good time. Yeah. So, and so um, I think that should be mandatory. Student paper on student loans and how long it takes you to pay that off. Colleges don't care about your student loan debt. No, they As long do as you not. get someone to loan you the money and they get the dough. That's exactly right. Once you leave there, they don't care anymore. Here's another one I think they're they They're not going to tell you how to do it right. Uh, understanding mortgages and appreciating the contributions of your spouse. I think that should be a class. That's a good one. That should be a Absolutely. class. Absolutely. Respecting, respecting others. Respecting yes. your parents. Yes. Respecting yes. Other classmates. Yes, yes. I always say that that Jackie and I never, we never acknowledge what the other one brings to the table. We don't fight about it, but we also right, don't right. bring it up. And until somebody's sick, like if one of us gets sick and mm-hmm. we're down for like four days, you don't realize how stuff starts to fall apart around the house because it's a machine. It so in other words, she can't get sick. No, I, I also, when I get sick, the same thing happens because she doesn't really? see the stuff I do. Yes. I, man, this is this household is is very liberal when mm. it comes to chores and everything. But explain some of the things that that like she notices that don't get done if if you're sick. Well, it, first of all, the garbage will collect all the way up because that is my job. Garbage goes out. Garbage goes to the uh, mm-hmm. to the corner. Right, it's three minutes a week. Dishes. I'm always constantly doing dishes. Constantly, constantly, constantly doing dishes because I've gotten to the point to where it drives me crazy if there are dishes in the in the sink. You have a dishwasher, right? Yes. And they don't stay in the sink. No, but what she does that drives me crazy is that she fills it halfway with some soap and lets them soak in there for a little while. Oh, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Just put it in the dishwasher. Because you can't put dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Everybody knows this. No, but you could wipe it off. Here's well, here's the thing. If I just have a sandwich on my plate, right? Let's say a peanut butter sandwich. I wipe it off and put it back in the cabinet. Is that well? No. If, if there's nothing on there, goop. If there, there was three crumbs and that's it, and I just brush the crumbs off, brush the crumbs I off. I put it back in the cabinet. And I don't put it in the dishwasher. Well, you put a little water on it and wash it. Yes. Hair, yeah. But right, right. But I take a paper. No, a you towel. wash it. Yeah. Yes. And I just put it back in the cabinet. Yes. And it saves the dishwasher the trouble. Right. Thank you. Ha! Right? Okay. Now you're talking like six minutes a week. All right. Floors? I do the floors, too, because I think stuff on the floor with hardwood floors drives me crazy. Can't stand it. You swiffer? Yes. Yes. And and sweeping. Well, all that cat cat hair. But here's the difference. I sweep because I like broom. I like do the broom. 
and she does the vacuum cleaner on the setting to where the brush doesn't go. But it doesn't really do anything. It just pushes the dirt around. It's not really sucking up their dirt on the hot It sucks floor. up a little bit, but the stuff that it just misses, yes. it bl- scatters it, it around. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Because there's an exhaust yes. on the on the vacuum cleaner. Plus, it's right at the time of the movie that I really got to concentrate on the dialogue. Like, if, the, if I'm at the part of the movie where I got to hear, and then she turns the vacuum cleaner on. I thought you did the vacuum I do that. We share that. Oh, okay. We share that. Yeah. Busted. <laughs> that's why, see, that, that's the thing. So if you're watching, lights are down, you're watching a movie, that's why they put lights on the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, what? So she can vacuum yes. without without ruining the movie for right, you. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Having to turn the lights on. Damn it. No, the sound is what's ruining it, Dave. <laughs> I know that. Damn it. It's like, what's that light for? I'm going to vacuum the house at 3 in the morning. I'm not going to wake anybody up by turning the light on. Some old folks can't see well. That's true. And you know the is your desktop your readers and the and I know and the old thing the old thing of just going that little paper clip that's in the carpet and you go over it over it instead of picking it, it up over it instead of just bending down and picking it up it's going over it over it over it over it over it damn it and there are certain socks that always have the little fuzzies yes no matter how, how many years you have them right yeah and for some reason it's like Velcro in your carpet <laughs> right, you right. keep going I said this is a piece of fuzz yeah. on another piece of fuzz damn it how are they holding on to each yes. other. Yes, yes. So I think those are the classes that they should include. Again, UK is offering adulting 101 classes this summer. Taught by people that aren't even adults either, right? <laughs> Just learn it yourself. We have coddled these people to no end, and we continue to do so. All right, uh, lots of pasta, lots of pasta, Louisville.com. Folks, stop on by. We talked about the breads earlier today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they the problem is they bake them fresh every day. That's not a problem. It's actually good for you, but they run out. Becky found a recipe. It was for a tomato pie. So she got fresh tomatoes. She got the crust from lots of pasta. Yeah. She got the sauce from lots of pasta yeah. and the cheese from lots of pasta. It's kind of just like a pizza, but more like a pie. It's like a pizza pie, Tony. Hey. But, I mean, trust me, if you have good recipes, don't go to the grocery store and get that craft shredded cheese. You've got to get the stuff fresh cut at lots of pasta. makes all the difference in the world. And don't do the grocery store cans of olive oil. Get really good olive oil. Pretty soon you can sample again and see what I mean. Right there at Lots of Pasta. And we Becky, did. last time she bought that herbed yeah. fettuccine, which is fresh made, frozen, for you to heat back up, infused with some herbs. I mean, it is so, so good. Uh, we were going out Saturday, so we went out with some friends on Saturday, and we went to Lots of Pasta and got the eggplant lasagna. Oh, and yeah. it's built for two. So we just said, John, throw this in the oven. And we also bought the French bread to go with it. So they were taken care of. We were fine. They cooked the lots of they cooked the eggplant uh, lasagna and it was gone. They finished it all and we were great. We went out with our friends. So again, you can do that lots of pasta for two, four, six, and uh, and you can obviously get catered from uh, lots of pasta louisville.com. Yep, a lot cheap, like three bucks a person is what it costs to have them cater something for you. Well, you pick it up and cook it. You do the work, but they provide the food and you save a whole lot of money. Five different kinds of lasagna. Eight nine six six three six one. Pick out a family-sized entree, which Andy right now serves just under 10 people. In a couple of weeks, it'll serve 10 or more. Uh, and gourmet pizzas. Don't forget, if you're a gluten-free oh. guy, they have that those also. Uh, but the Greek feta and olives. Ooh, yep. a little Mediterranean action there, baby. I just get the Italian sausage. On, Lots of sauce, their cheese, and then it's that ground-up, fine, slightly spicy Italian sausage. Ooh. Oh, so good. Lots, Lots of, pasta. of pastas located in the heart of St. Matthews. Back mm. after this short break, uh, we'll talk to Pro Rehab at the end of this hour. So sit tight, hang out with us on another gorgeous day.
I'm Tony. He's Dave. And this yep. is the Afternoon Underdogs delivered by Papa John's Pizza Picks for Six. If you go online, papajohns.com, there's a whole list of things, including a one-topping medium pizza, six-piece wings, their desserts, the garlic knots. Pick out at least two items. They're six bucks each. And contact free delivery if you want it. Seven ninety. KRD. I was just watched a uh, little bit of a video with John Calipari and he was here, Bob Costas. Oh, and uh, no, he was doing like a little COVID whatever video thing. And I was asking you, I was like, did Bob Costas choose to disappear? Because he was always the guy that he would, was number one, dude. I'm he sorry. would just sit there the with, top the, guy. with the fire going and just calmly tell you about the Olympics and have a nice little feature piece on a couple of athletes. And hi, I'm Bob Costas. You can trust me. I, my friends and I. I'm 70 now. I'm getting kind of wrinkly, but my friends and I, because Bob Costas would write his own uh, intro, like his own monologue to any event he was doing. And right. He did Notre Dame football. He did the NBA in the 90s when everyone watched, when the ratings were ridiculous. And he did NFL, and he did the Olympics. He's the sports Steve Harvey. He was the best. I'm sorry. So my friends and I that we used to love, and, and when Louisville, and I love Louisville football, but in the 90, 80s and 90s, if you were a Catholic in this town, you most likely you were a Notre Dame fan because, A, they were winning national titles. They were right up the road, a couple hours away, and Louisville was terrible. And they played a terrible schedule. They had a good had a good party. They oh, they had a great party, but they were not part of uh, the upper echelon of college football. So you adopted teams, sure. So um, we all, as Catholics, a bunch of us had adopted Notre Dame, and we loved it. So in, in those '90s, when they were winning titles and playing Miami and Florida State, it was great. And they had their own day. NBC dedicated. Saturdays, their 3 o'clock game was always Notre Dame. No matter who they played. That's exactly right. So the 3 o'clock game, everything. and Bob Costas would do the intro, and then they would show the blowing leaves on the campus of Notre Dame and the Golden Dome and Touchdown Jesus. Oh, i tell you what, I did that. Oh, my gosh. It's a Notre Dame-FSU game a long time ago right. now, but it was it was magical. Yes. I mean, it's just something about that place. Yes. And on a fall, crisp day, yes. walking through campus, the, the dudes, the huge dudes with the drums come banging through. Oh, my gosh. And at one point, they're like, sir, you can't bring a beer in here. I'm like, you know, I was okay with that. Yeah. Normally, yeah. I wouldn't be. Right, right. So I'm not going to hurt anybody with the this. The greatest college football game I've ever seen was Penn State versus Notre Dame in the snow with Jerome Bettis having to score twice at the end. And it is, it's starting to, that beautiful snow yeah. to where it's like big, thick snow looks like a Green Bay Packers game. And it's all, blow, it's blowing around. And Lou Holtz is the coach at Notre Dame. And Paterno's on the other side. And Lou Holtz takes his winter jacket off as in his, just his little polo. Right. And it's snowing. So Joe Paterno sees that Lou Holtz is taking his jacket off. So he takes his winter jacket off. So now this is the, they're setting this up. Wow. They're like, this is, but it was like that Penn State was, Penn State at that time, and Notre Dame was crazy. So they're going back and forth, and I remember the last three minutes, Penn State is on the two-yard line, and the announcer says, there's not anyone in this stadium that doesn't know that this ball is going between the tackles right behind the guard. Were these the, the Kerry Collins days, maybe, for these, Penn State? Oh, yeah. These, these are, we're going to run the ball right down your neck. He goes, everyone knows this is go- where the ball is right. going. Notre Dame's defense knows where the ball is going. This is... Man on man, yep. what's going to happen? Penn State runs the ball exactly where the announcer said it was, right up the guard's ass, and he scored. Boom. 
Minute and a half to go. And I can't remember the quarterback that went on to play in the NFL for Notre Dame. He's kind of a famous dude, and now I can't remember who he played for. So he drives. Brady Quinn? He Brady. No, it was before that. It was oh, early yeah. 90s. Oh, early 90s. So he's driving him down the field. Jerome Bettis is a senior on that team. Who's the guy that Bino said was going to win? Ron Paulus. Yeah. I- He's going to win two Heisman trophies. Oh, no, and he ended up being terrible, wasn't he? Didn't yeah, he didn't, he didn't last good. very long. So they drive him down the field. Tony, right? Tony Rice was. Uh, yeah, Tony Rice was there at that time. Yeah. And so, and Tony uh, uh, Driver. Tony Driver, yes. yep, yep. So they're driving in the snow with a minute and a half to go, and they get on the two-yard line, and they throw a touchdown pass, and it's touchdown Jesus, so they're going towards that end zone. Of course. Right, and the snow, and it's Penn State, it's crazy, and he, they score, and they call the flag. Bring it back. So now it's back five uh, yards, so now it's the seven-yard line. Was it a legit penalty? Uh, who knows? I can't remember. But I do know they called the exact damn play. And they threw the ball to Jerome Bettis, and they scored again. And he's ru- the quarterback is running off the field, down the tunnel, in the snow, and the reporter for NBC grabs him and says, what's it like winning this game? And he goes, I just want to thank God for making me a Notre Dame quarterback. Wow. And ran off in the tunnel holding the helmet in his under his arm like it was 1958. And I was like, this is the greatest game I've ever seen. And, I saw, and then he stopped. And there was a little kid there. Yes. And he took his jersey off. No. And he threw it to him. <laughs> that was awesome. But, dude, the guy goes, I just want to thank God for making me a Notre Dame quarterback and runs off. And I was like, I, I, if I, they didn't make a recruiting video Oh, that, my God. Asleep on the job. I think I was in tears. I was 20 years old crying when that was the greatest game I've ever seen in my life. Uh. And Jerome Bettis. And then, of course, he goes on to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. i got to find out the name of that quarterback. He's driving me crazy. That Tony Rice used to buy Florida State in the early 90s. Um, didn't have much success in the NFL, I don't think. I'm trying to think of who would have been about that time at Notre Dame. i got to figure it out. Driving me crazy. Um, okay, so Lamar Jackson videoed playing football on the beach. He's scrambling, and it looks like it's about six on six. And there's not the beach isn't big. And there's a jet ski about 15, 20 yards up to the left sitting matter in the water. Who chooses who after Lamar Jackson's on one team? No, that's Does pretty it matter much at it. that point. That's pretty much it. So he's scrambling, and it looks actually like a real Lamar Jackson play. He's scrambling, whoop, whoop. he goes up to the left, and he doesn't realize the jet ski's there, and somebody runs him into the jet ski, but he makes this leap over the jet ski, but he gets tangled up in the jet ski. So the the video is out, and Ravens fans are losing their minds, going, what are you doing? You've got to stop playing beach football. I remember it was uh, late 90s. There was a guy at the Pro Bowl playing one of their little, you know, it used to be a bigger deal on television, kind of yeah. like Battle of the Network stars. They put them through all these paces. They televised 15 different events. Torres Nia playing beach football yeah, at the go. Pro Bowl. There you go. That was his name. I've got to hear some. Robert Edwards. And, I, and normally I would say, I don't mind the beach football. Don't run into a jet ski. That's where you get in trouble is running into the jet ski because they train on the beaches all the time. Like That's the thing to do. All these fitness guys have them on the beach running up those uh, hills oh, in the sand. Never in better shape than oh in college playing, playing beach volleyball all the time. There's, there's on no your doubt. legs, it is just... 
There's I mean, no I was, doubt. I was ripped. So I'm wondering if they'll have a conversation like they had with Big Ben. Big Ben Roethlisberger's coming right. back this year. No more high school girls. One, Ben. One, one, that's one. The second one was don't drive your motorcycle into uh, objects like other cars. With, without wearing a helmet. He got a concussion, and I was so pissed at him at that point. Like... He forgot all about that. Because the rule is, once you get, and this is before concussions got, it was right when concussions started to become an issue. Before that, you rang your bell. You got your bell rung. But now there was protocols getting involved in the NFL where they were like, once you get your first concussion, real concussion, you're susceptible. susceptible You might get another one. Yes, to the second one or the third one, they come easier and easier as they come along. So I was like, damn it, dude. Was it Chris Chandler that ended up with like 10 or 11 of them? Falcons quarterback a long time. You just looked at him, he got a concussion. I know that Troy Aikman had that problem, too. Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah. I think he said he thought he had nine during his career. And if you think you had nine, you probably had 12 to 15 of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then Ezekiel Elliott, did you see all this story? I saw part of it. I just saw the headline. So he he joked online. Well, he got out that Ezekiel Elliott and and a couple of other Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans have tested positive for COVID-19. As far as we know, they're all asymptomatic. So they're not sick, but they have it. So Ezekiel kind of, he tweeted out, HIPAA question mark. So he's now questioning, and he's just tweeted out recently, like ten minutes ago. His agent didn't leak it, so how? Because he's pissed, right? That that it's out that people know because he's still out partying. You saw him at that party a couple of weeks ago where he got in trouble. He had that big party in Dallas, and the cops got pissed. So the number. So now this has caused a dialogue with some of the coaches. To start talking about, they're, they're bringing up since the, a certain number of Dallas Cowboys and a certain number of Texans, the coaches in, 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 uh, in that state, in the pro ranks, have said, eh, what are we doing here? But How are we going to do this? If we go back to the way we started with COVID, because we didn't know, and if you were positive, you sat alone by yourself, ask Donovan Mitchell and a couple of other jazz players, for 14 days, mm-hmm. never feeling anything. Then the WHO said it's really rare to pass it asymptomatically until they said, well, somebody got mad at me for being honest, so I had to walk that back a little bit. So, But if we're going to go back to this 14-day thing, if you're positive, don't even bother with sports. That's what I'm then, saying. Then you, That's you, you what can't the coaches, do it. You, That's what the coaches are saying. The coaches are saying, is this what we're going to do? Now, Ezekiel, no, you know why? Because we're 52 days, not from practice. We are 52 days from the Hall of Fame game, which is the first game of the season on the weekend of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So the the Dallas Cowboys play in 52 days. Ezekiel Elliott, by far their best player on the team, has now got COVID. So that's the dialogue, Dave, is that they're like, we're really close to the season. What are we doing? Are we going to now quarantine? Because he was working out. With a bunch of other Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm okay going to work and not doing the 14-day thing. I feel pretty good. I choose not to wear a mask almost everywhere. I understand the risks. There are going to be some players and some really, really good players who are going to be like, I don't care if you're asymptomatic or not. If I know there's five people across from me that have it, I don't want to play. No, that's right. I can't blame them for that. It's going to cost them a lot of money, and I think they're going to be fine, but that's not my decision to make for them. Gambling is going to be an issue for the NFL. Because if you think about it, Dave, the morning of... Oh! The morning of the game, injury report comes out. 
three of the starting five offensive linemen have it because they're closer together uh, as right. they practice and they eat and do everything else. Um, so three of the starting five, are you even going to put your quarterback in danger if you, three of the starting five linemen are out the day of the game? We just we can't wait for 8 billion people to get a vaccine. So we either have to live life or we don't. I mean, because we're not going to have a vaccine that's ready to go, tested, and proven to be safe for everybody anytime soon. Right. So we either get back to living, it's either get busy living or get, or get busy, busy dying. dying. So what are we going to do, people? Are we going to go have sports or not? Uh, either do it or don't. There's no protocol in place. This is tackle football. There's 50,000 people in the stands or more. Well, There's I, no protocols to keep people apart and not breathing on each other. That's but, not possible. But let's, look, let's use common sense. There are sports that this disease fits. Baseball. Golf, um, maybe even soccer, but football, wrestling, basketball, I'm not sure that those sports are are conducive to um, keeping this disease from getting to other. Now, you saw that 426 people at the golf outing this weekend. Right. All tested negative. All we're talking the TV people, the surrounding the staff at the golf place, uh, all the golfers all tested negative. So it was 400 and something people all tested negative. So the golf folks But I guarantee you a bunch of those people have had it. I think there's a lot more people that we don't realize. Well, we that don't know that. It. We don't know that. The, the facts we don't, are, no, we don't know it for a fact. That's right. my speculation. The, the, the facts are 400 and something people didn't have it. So the golf people are being smart. I, if I want to play golf or I want to work here, I got to quarantine or I got to stay from away from other people. In football, that hasn't happened. We've seen college numbers and pro come in, and there there's some numbers. It's not big, but they have it. To your point, we have to decide. They have to decide. Is it worth it? And B, if you're going to quarantine these players for 14 days or longer. If they get it. If we're going to have a knee-jerk and then overreaction every single time something comes up without a plan, making it up as we go, kind of like governor's press conferences all around the country, then just don't bother. I, I don't want to watch that. We either decide to live or we don't. Want to sit around and wait with your mask on? That's great. If you're afraid to be out, that is absolutely fine. That is your prerogative. But a lot of us are tired of being told how to live. So I get it. I get the players are going to be scared. Some of them don't want it. Some of them fear that they're going to get a situation where they're like Jody. They're one of the few healthy people that gets it, and they get on a ventilator, and they can't play again. Cost themselves a lot of money. Completely understand it. And if they don't want to play, they don't have to play. Coming back just a couple seconds, I think we're going to have Eric from Pro Rehab. We'll talk about what's going on over there. Keep it where you got it, right here. We'll the try I- to fix Elliot's foot. Yes, we're, we're, we're back after this. You can explain, Elliot, to him which the metatorsal whatever is broken. All right, uh, we are the Afternoon Dogs delivered by Papa John's Pizza doing that. Picks for six, a bunch of menu items. If you pick at least two, good luck not picking four, by the way. So you can get a medium pizza. You can get chicken wings. They have the garlic knots. They have their desserts, Tony. Pretty much everything they have. Just pick two, six bucks each. PapaJohns.com, and they'll do it contact-free if you would like. Back after this on 790 KRD. To our friend Eric from Pro Rehab. Hey, brother, what's going on, man? Eric. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? We're doing good. Our buddy, uh, our buddy Elliot here, our producer, uh, not just twisted his ankle but broke it walking down the stairs. Elliot, uh, tell him what happened. Yeah, the uh, doctor I saw said it was a spiral uh, fracture on my fibula. And ooh, ooh. yeah, oh yeah. Gosh. Those are exciting. What is what is that? Tell me, that sounds really painful, dude. 
<laughs> well, any fracture can be definitely painful. Uh, now, to, depending on the severity of it, depends on you know how much pain. Uh, I think Ellie and I briefly spoke about it before we came on, said that you know it wasn't bothering him too bad right now, which is good. Um, but basically, it's a rotational fracture, if you will. So it's when the bone, you know, when you're he was probably coming down steps, went to go turn his ankle. It caused a torsion or a twisting action uh, on the fibula, and then that will create the spiral fracture. And sometimes they can be really severe and, and pretty hard to treat. Uh, sometimes, you know, it could be like a hairline fracture or a mild fracture or something that uh, can be immobilized. The nice thing about the fibula is it's not a major weight-bearing bone. So, you know, it's not like you need to be off, off the leg on a scooter or crutches. Uh, generally speaking, if the fracture is not too bad, you can be in a boot. Uh, until it heals, and then uh, then you would come see us uh, really for the sprain, a lot of it, because generally there's a sprain that comes with them, uh, and especially the fibula, and then, you know, making sure that any of the effects from being immobilized for, you know, four, six weeks, uh, trying to get the leg back, because it'll atrophy, uh, may get some stiffness in the ankle, but, but generally speaking, uh, respond pretty well. Do you ever get an exciting story with an injury? Because Elliot could be like, well... I was making my way home, and I saw this fire, and I ran out of my truck, <laughs> and they were throwing puppies out the window, and I had I have to save the puppies, and I twisted my leg on a root, but I managed to catch the puppy. They're all doing fine. Now Elliot was walking down the stairs. That's just pretty common, isn't it? Regular run of the mill oh, stuff, yeah. especially socks and hardwood. You know, the, the last few steps, we're getting in a hurry, or we're, you know, we got a lot of, we got. Well, I shouldn't say a lot because I don't know how the size of Elliot. That's not very nice, but. uh you get a lot of mass and momentum coming down and, you know, and gravity helping you along. And then we slip and, and, uh, it happens a lot back, back problems, uh, happens a lot more than you, than you realize, especially on hardwood steps. So yeah. it can be pretty scary. I'm a lot of mass. I'm yeah. six foot five, uh, 280 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had no chance then. No. <laughs> got to that third step. <laughs> All right, but should he, uh, like I'm suggesting to him, he probably should uh, in his in his the, where his age his age is is to consume probably some uh, vitamin D maybe to strengthen bone or would you recommend the same? Yeah, sometimes it can help. We don't know 100, percent but it can definitely help uh, the bone heal uh, better than you know. It's, it's obviously, or at least from what I'm gathering, it's it's. Uh, you know, not displaced, which is good. Uh, so those are the ones that typically won't require surgery, and the bone will union back. So taking a supplement like that could help with bone formation uh, and allow the bone to get a little bit more dense. Uh, you know, and then the weight-bearing, you know, bones do respond well, even though it's a, it's um, not a major weight-bearing bone. It does respond well to weight-bearing uh, unless it's too weak to tolerate that right now. So uh, that, that allows for what's called the callus formation, that you know, which will help with the healing of the bone and, and, you know, and then, and then after, you know, six, eight weeks, generally speaking, depending on, again, it's all dependent on the, the size of the fracture, uh, then the bone strength is well enough to, to continue a lot of your normal daily activity, maybe not so much higher level activity. So if somebody's listening right now and next week they slide down the stairs a la Elliot, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, just prorehablue.com. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> as far as coming down the steps, but uh, prorehablue.com. And uh, just look at the location that, re- that fits you the best and give them a call and we'll get you in. You can get a virtual uh, appointment also at 888 The phone number is on the website, so check them out, prorehablue.com. Thank you, Eric. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again, buddy. Sounds good, man. Have a good one, guys.
All Thanks, right. Eric. We are the Afternoon Underdogs. Tony Finetti, Dave Jennings. We're delivered by Papa John's on 790. KRD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.